you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what is up? Why don't you check out the NFL Fantasy Live podcast? Yeah, NFL Fantasy Live podcast is Tuesdays and Fridays. You can find it on iTunes, on NFL.com. We always give you the top waiver wire pickups, starts and sits, everything you need Matchups, to win a championship. Everything. A lot podcast. of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll wear a tie and eat yogurt. It's great. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> All right. The Whiz Kid from Wisconsin, MG, Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano, and me, James Coe, every Tuesday and Friday on the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. Daniel Jeremiah here. My partner, Bucky Brooks, is not here today. I've got to fill in, and before I introduce him to you, I, I harken back to the days as a kid, and you always have those friends, right? And it's all, you either go over to your house or you go over to their house, but you, it's usually one-sided. You, you know, normally it was – my house was usually kind of a gathering place, so all the guys came there, and some houses I never had been to before. And that is very similar to my relationship with Dave Damashek, except – I've always been to Dave's house. He's never come and visited my house. That is until today. Woohoo! We did it, DJ. First of all, let's celebrate the big story. We made it through another summer, and football is is upon us. But yeah, I, I had that same relationship, and my house was the gathering spot, Checker, uh, spot, Checker Memorial Stadium. Um, based on when I was growing up, you know, that was what was in vogue at the Vet and Three River Stadium and Riverfront were stadiums that could handle both football and baseball. Shecker Memorial Very equipped nice. to handle both wiffle ball and three-on-three football. That's so, strong. Yeah, that was the gathering spot. Yeah, and I actually – I think about this all the time as now as, you're, as I'm a parent, and I want that to be kind of my house for my kids. We've got a postage stamp backyard. We've got no pool. 
we've got a basketball hoop that you can play. It's a, it's literally about you know eight by eight. So once you you know reach the age of ten, a little tough to kind of play with your friends back there. So I need to I need to move apparently. If I'm I think you know what though I I mean I've said this. It reminds me because uh, I was just informed by uh, by my mother that the tree in our former backyard collapsed in the backyard and my she said oh my can you believe the tree that uh, you guys grew up playing around fell down and I I in fact was happy about it although bittersweet because as a lefty that tree snagged many balls that I hit into it playing yeah. wiffle ball and I would love to get another uh, shot at it with the Olympics here wouldn't it be great if just the people here at the NFL, if we mm-hmm. did some sort of backyard Olympics, wiffle ball, home run hitting contest. Horseshoes. All of it. Yeah. I've been calling for this for years. That'd be strong. I, I think my one tree story, and then we'll get into the football stuff today, Dave. Uh, my front yard, we had a really huge tree, very full tree. And so as a kid, again, I don't know why nobody stopped me from doing this, but I would take a hard baseball with my metal bat, and I'm probably – eight to ten, something like that, throw it up in the air and launch it up into that tree. And because it's so much just bushes and branches, it would just ding, 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 and it would end up coming down. Well, my grandfather happens to be visiting. Can't get him in the driveway, so he's got to park on the side of the street there. But not as many leaves on that tree that day for some reason. I pop one straight <laughs> up through there and uh, and land right on his windshield, shatters his windshield of a rental car because he's from Ohio. So he comes out there and he goes, what happened? I said, ah, oh, the baseball got hit up there. He said, who are you who are you playing with? I'm like, nah, just just me out here. He couldn't like he couldn't figure out how did this ball? <laughs> you're hitting a baseball at my car, basically, is what he's sitting there. That's wondering. a weird. Uh, that's a weird activity. For but what do you think as an older brother? And old, I had three older siblings, or I did this all the time. Like, wouldn't you be like that's probably not going to end well? <laughs> well, you know, actually, I've I've always wondered about this. As it pertains to, I don't know, Herschel Walker or Derrick Henry. Let's use him. Derrick Henry in junior high must have scored every time he touched the ball. Like, how would anybody have ever tackled that guy when he was when he was four? What, how about what, what you went on to play legitimate college football quarterback? Was it just no fun to play with you? Did you just dominate everybody, all the kids in the neighborhood? Well, look, I I went to a, a small Christian school, private school down in San Diego, so the the pool was not very big. I I peaked as an athlete at twelve. <laughs> so it was as good as as good as I was in college, uh, you know, as a lower level Division One and then a Division One AA quarterback. That's what I was as a twelve year old. So I mean, I thought I was going to be, you know, the next big thing. But I never. I mean, I was like six feet tall as a twelve year old, and I grew to be six one. So uh, that was as good as it got. In fact, one of my best friends is a guy named Greg Clark, whose brother is Tony Clark, the baseball player, is now the head of the, of the Major League Baseball Players Union, mm-hmm. and uh, Tony's six eight. Greg and me were the same size all growing up, and literally from sixth grade to seventh grade, all of a sudden he came back and he had, he was like five inches taller than me. He ended up being six seven. And so that, you're running. That was the most. I realized in ninth grade, like I, my best days are behind me. <laughs> I always think about, and that's that's guys who went on to be good. But what if it, what if it was uh, if Kevin Durant was in your neighborhood? Like, was that fun to play anything with him? Kevin Durant was playing. Grew up with Navarro Bowman and said that Navarro Bowman was a better basketball player than he was. How weird. So maybe that's the key to making it to the pros is that you need someone else who's going to make it to the pros to push you. There you go. Damashek had no such uh, outlet and hence. All right. 
me sitting here and I'm gonna, talking about other guys. Playing. I'm going to tee up so people know what we're doing here today, what we've got coming up. I'm going to put you in the scouting chair today. I, you're an innovative outside-the-box thinker, so I've right. given you a, some homework to come up with five new scouting terms, and we'll see if we can incorporate those into the scouting lexicon. That's one thing we're going to hit. Um, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to give you a position, Dave, and I'm going to go through an old report of mine. And I'm going to show you. I know which things we're looking for at that position. I'm going to see if you can guess what those things are that we're looking at that position. I want to have a little bit of a discussion. The Hall of Fame's coming up, and this interesting topic kind of I was looking at these two teams that are playing, Green Bay and Indianapolis. So potential Hall of Famers. I'm doing a little clip for NFL now on that. But the discussion of who's more likely to be a Hall of Famer. Is it Julius Peppers or is it Clay Matthews? So we're going to get that discussion mm. a little bit later, which I think is an interesting one. Yeah. But before we get there, I have to start with a, a little Twitter thing that happened yesterday. I, I tweeted out, my son's junior high football team needs some tackling dummies. Any recommendation for a good, affordable product? This is a legitimate This is a legit, legitimate request. Posed <laughs> is on it? Twitter. But yes, because they have this look. Look, it's a it's a small team. They play eight man football, okay, which mm-hmm. is glorious. I wish I could play eight man football. There's so much room to, to roam out there. Same dimensions on the. No, field. it's shorter. I think it's uh. 80 80 long. I think it's 40 wide. Um, but so they don't have at this school. They don't have enough kids to go against each other. So they need some dummies to line up just so they can get used to mm-hmm. uh, getting ready to play. Of course, Twitter. You know, I'd say I need some dummies. I get very little seriousness in response. Use so, Damashek. So here's – I'll just go through. I mean, there's, there's a million of them. I'll just go through some of them. Uh, the first one was the soccer team. Uh, the next one, you got all the political stuff, Trump, Hillary, um, uh, a lot of stuff for sports writers. Apparently local sports writers are not popular. Like I'm sure Tony Grossi would volunteer. Uh, <laughs> I got I weigh 250 and I'm available and affordable, which kind of creeped me out a little bit. Um, we've got Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick Foles is available at the time. Yes. Currently. No longer. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on and on nerdy fifth graders. Um, anything with the Philadelphia Eagles logo on it should fall in line. Just fine. Um, it, it's a Trent rich, a lot of Trent Richardson jokes in here. People think that's really funny. Um, what do little brothers cost these days? I mean, it just goes on and on. There's a million of them. I I, let, I I hate to steer it back to me, but when we're talking, well, no, I don't. Um, in the comments section on NFL.com, my uh, my annual triplets rankings, mm-hmm. I rank not unlike Aikman, inspired by Aikman, Emmett, and Michael Irvin back in the '90s. I now annually rank the best triplets in uh, in the current NFL. The comments section, all I can tell you is, for, you don't have to read my rankings. They're subjective, obviously, but yeah. go and read the comments. They're just delightful. The accusation, <laughs> the outrage, the outrage that people express in and, the comments and is you, just the greatest. And the, the, the triplets that you underrated the most, from what I've seen on there, was you had the Steelers at three, which you know I'm sure you you uh, you know take into account that Lev Bell's suspension sure. probably factors in there. But most people, I would think, would say that the Steelers are number one. The irony of the whole thing is you have been accused in the past or you would ex- assume you're a Pittsburgh guy. If you're going to do anything, you're going to overinflate the Steelers. In this case, you underrate them, and you've actually been accused of being a cowboy homer, which is beautiful. Uh, that, I mean, it is. there are dozens and dozens of accusations about uh, me being a cowboy shill. And if you know me, you know that's true. I love America's team, baby. <laughs> you're all in on them. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time you've worn that Staubach jersey. I love it. I can't help it. Who likes the Cowboys more, you or Harrison? 
Michael Fabiano. Oh, yeah. For everybody's I grew I actually grew up a Cowboy fan, so I can't say. Is that true? I did. I, did. I forgot that fact. I did. Um, all right. So with Aikman, right? You're rooting for Aikman. I grew up Danny White. I mean, that was the very beginning for me. I had a Danny White Huffy jersey with the little helmet and the whole deal. Nice. Which I it, wasn't thinking of which you if at you that saw age. if you saw a picture of me wearing that Huffy jersey and helmet at the age of like seven, Sam Bradford, spitting image. <laughs> but I but it's funny because as a grown up, you have a passing resemblance to Danny White, actually. Really? Although you don't sound like him, he sounds like uh, Hank Hill from. Uh, from um, King of the Hill. If I believe there's two Danny Whites, by the way, because I think the athletic director at Central Florida is Danny White, and I don't believe it's the same Danny White. I'm sure it's not, but Behind Danny Behind the White... glass, can we get some research on that? Is the Danny White that's the AD at Central Florida the same Danny White? I do not believe so, but Danny White has been an arena coach. Didn't you wear a? Uh, didn't you wear the number 11? Uh, I wore – no, the true story. So I wore in high school primarily 17 – um, except one year we uh, were getting new jerseys, and so there was – it was my sophomore year. We were getting new jerseys, so we had to wear some old jerseys, and then we had, like, in-between jerseys and then the real jerseys. I wore – in one year of high school football, I wore 11, 14, and 17, hmm. which was great for recruiting. You know, hey, what, what number are you? <laughs> Pick one. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but then I, in college I wore number five at Northeast Louisiana and then 17 at Appalachian Oh, State. 17. Okay. Yeah. yeah, either way, Danny White, uh, he's one of my favorite subjects when when uh, football lore is the subject. He could have – he got, you know, three straight NFC title games. Mm. Win one of those, including when Montana beat him, obviously, on the catch in 81. If they win that game – they go to the Silver Dome and play Ken Anderson's Bengals. They probably win that. Mm. We regard history as very different if Danny White gets that ring. He's, he's much better than he's remembered. To, to My Huffy jersey would have been a little more valuable. Right. And behind the glass, they tell me that uh, Danny White is actually the AD at Central Florida was a guard in college, so not the same Danny yeah. White. All right, here's what we got, Dave. I want to uh, – why don't you introduce your five new terms first, and then I'll give you the thumbs up or thumbs down about whether we can make these work. Okay. I need def- I need the term, and then I need the definition of – Full disclosure, DJ texted me as I was in my auto on a good my hour. way to Culver City. A good hour to prepare. That's right. But also, don't forget, I'm lazy. And so it's best to give me an assignment like three weeks in advance so I can pick away at it and then in the last minute uh, jam in the, like 80%. So basically, this is what it would have been if you would have given it to me three weeks ago. Maybe there'd be one that would be a little bit better. But first of all – I tip my hat to you on on uh, the term loose hips. Yep, that is. I, I I never had the right way to look at exactly that what that that fluid uh, motion that that you see with the high end receivers. Um, and I feel like to jazz it up a little bit to help define this Shakira hips. He's got oh. the, he's got the Shakira about him, you know. And your hips don't lie. So yeah, like well, yeah, if you got that, you got the wiggle. You got what if the, you just said he's got uh, lying? If he has lying hips, then he's Tight, and that's what you're saying. Right? Yes, that's right. So Mike Evans does not have the Shakira hips for He's got all lying hips. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like that. Okay, okay. I, I like that's that's uh, that's that, a, that's a start. That, that'll go before the board when Bucky gets back. We'll put that before the board. So we got to Shakira. Okay. Next up, the Aquaman syndrome. This is somebody who is completely dependent on those around him to succeed. I refer you System to Matt, guy. Yes. Matt Leiner. You know, we talk about that a lot. The Aquaman syndrome. Like, Matt Leiner, careful now. He might be an Aquaman, you know. Not like when uh, would you he's coming out of SC. Well, yeah, you had Reggie Bush and Lendell White and that great offensive line and high-end pass catchers. Careful. I think you're looking at Aquaman here. He's a superhero statistically, 
But, of course, it's completely dependent on those around him. Aquaman, you know, he's the scourge of the sea. He, he abuses those poor, dumb fish. He tells them what to do. Hey, look, that octopus is, uh, I mean, that, look, that submarine over there is armed with nuclear weapons and is, is set to fire on land. Hey, octopus, why don't you go do something about it, you know? And then he gets the glory. Liner. You know, it, it's interesting because it reminds me a little bit of TD in that, you know, the others around him can make him look good. And it's ironic because he's a big superhero guy. Good one, DJ. I mean, Shaq, have you seen the new Aquaman? He's being played by Kyle Drogo from Game of Thrones. I've seen it. They can uh, do what they want. That's what, this is what movies do these days. They jazz things up and they warp reality. I don't care if I, Aquaman is the one that I watched in the cartoon growing up. And he was the worst of all the superheroes with that with that orange shirt that his mom made for him. Like, I need an outfit. Like, I'll stitch something together for you with that flaxen pretty boy hair. And he's thinking to things like, hey, look, there's some bad guys set to do ill to, to, to the public. Hey, whale, why don't you go do something about it? Have you thought sure. about this? If Twitter was around, I think about it sometimes, if Twitter was around when I was a kid, like say you were 12 years old, 12-year-old self, and you're watching like He-Man or whatever, and then you were just tweeting as a 12-year-old. I often wondered like what would that look like if I went back and looked at what I would have tweeted and then I realized I don't have to do that because I just watched TD tweet about current uh, you know, right. comic books That's and right. things like that. And you see that same exuberance that I had when I was a 10- and 12-year-old following that stuff. What hey. you call exuberance, I call hot takes, man. You know, someone's, <laughs> this, These takes aren't going to give themselves. You know? DJ, if you have time, I'd like you to weigh in. It's time for the second annual Black Tie movie uh, mayor, uh, festival. Oh, uh, what he needs to see? Yeah. Yeah, his film festival is uh, – is uh, coming up. I'll have some some. some uh, he's some seen nothing, there. you know. He, he considers himself a cinephile, even oh, though he's seen like eight or eleven movies in his entire life. Anything that came out after post like two thousand, post ninety three. That's that's ninety three. Post ninety. No, that number moves a lot. Black tie. It yeah. used to be ninety six. He won't see anything with Tom Cruise in it. Tarantino movies. Not a huge fan. He doesn't like space movies. Doesn't no, like Tarantino. Space. I'm good with space. It's Tarantino about, like, and sports movies. I don't, I'm not have you seen of. all the Back to the Future movies? I've seen the original, yes. Don't not recall it. But he saw it. he saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, didn't like it. Hated it. Actually. Who doesn't like Raiders Actually. of the Lost Ark? What really? human it's being so did not like that movie? Extremely dated. That score. Yeah, it's so set in the mid-20th century. What yes, about, it's intentionally dated. Last question. <laughs> what about The Princess Bride? Have you seen The Princess Bride? I have seen The Princess Bride because I have ah. sisters. What do you think? Solid. I think it's humor solid. still carries. It's All right, give me your third term. You've got Shakira Hips and Aquaman. Aquaman, I'm not – I'm not. I, I like – it's okay. I like Shakira better. Krispy Kreme player. Krispy Kreme's people hail as great, but they ignore the fact that the conditions have to be just right to – Hot donuts. That's right. Oh, Krispy Kreme – I agree. Krispy Kreme's taste very good if – you get them right out of the oven, uh, uh, oven, right when they're warm, and you eat them immediately in the in the next two and a half minutes. But if you don't get them under those conditions and those conditions exactly, they become pedestrian donuts. In fact, ones I don't even want. And I know I know who the player is you're thinking of. By who? the way, go who? Who am I thinking of? You're, you're, it's your long running feud with Peyton Manning. It's not a feud with Peyton Manning, but yeah, that's right. He likes it in a dome. He likes it on the Ironically, fast track. He ended up winning a Super Bowl with a. Denver Broncos. All right, I think we all can agree that. He's I know. I'm not going down. I'm not but going. Anyway, I'm not going down that road. But I just knew who you were thinking. The Krispy Kreme effect. Yes, he has to be protected. He has to be kept clean and pristine behind the line. Has to have high end options around them. All those things. You know who some some a guy. I'm trying to think of who it was. 
We've had a couple guys like that. If you look at some quarterbacks when everything's just perfectly good around them, clean pocket, lots of room. We've seen guys like like Trent Edwards go back, like have some some success, a little bit of success when everything is just perfect. Um, gosh, who was the other one? Uh, I remember like J.P. Lossman. You know, like those guys, like everything's great. Kyle Bowler, everything's just perfect in front of him. They can throw it as well as anybody. Mm-hmm. It's great. But any, anything goes off schedule, that is, that's it. So, okay, I like that. Chris, All right, good. Right, number four. Um, I like the – everybody refers still to Mike Mamula. And what – workout warrior, yeah, is that yeah. what they call him? The, you know, the, the combine hero. That guy is they, – they cut the figure beyond that. When you see them walk in, wow, that looks like a NFL QB. I feel like just as baseball has its Mendoza line – named after Mario Mendoza, the yep. journeyman uh, middle infielder who couldn't break 200 most seasons uh, batting average-wise. We need to honor Ryan Leaf and Jamarcus Russell. And I'm back and forth on what to name that, you know? like, But there's something that, like, do we call it number two? Because because Russell wore number two. And I think if you open your mind to what I'm insinuating by number two, that's yep. what you're getting. He's a number two. Careful. He's I, he looks like a number one, but he's really a number two. Wink, you get what I'm saying? They're I'm scatological. Like yeah. Do we go? We refer to purple and uh, you know like the the purple the purple leaf the purple cougar. Maybe that gets both of those guys. This guy's a purple cougar, you know, because the wazoo cougar plus uh, Jamarcus's favorite drink. Acknowledged there. Something around the something around there. I think you just go with the color. I think that's what it is. It's I think purple. it's you know the guy's a little purple. Yeah. That leads me then. He's a good player, but he's purple. You know, he's a yeah. little purple. Oh, you know what? Yeah, and and Jamarcus went to LSU, so purple color, it's purple. He's purple number two. He's a purple number two. Look out now. Okay. I know he looks good. I know he can sling it. I know he can throw it a hundred miles an hour and a hundred yards downfield on a line. But careful, he's purple number two. All right. That's and then cool. lastly, that leads me into uh, the purple drank then gives way to, uh, you know, you always hear about a burner. This guy's a burner. You know, tree burner. That's it. We, we, we've we seen what's happened to Josh Gordon, Levy and Bell, and everybody else. Be careful now. Tree burner. Yeah, I don't know if that's totally original, but I'm going to I'm gonna write it down anyways. All right. Don't let, you, don't have to, you don't have to patronize me if you don't oh, like it. No, you don't I like mean, it. Uh, it. Look, it's. Yeah, I'll go okay with that. I'm going to give you – I've got a list of hundreds of terms here. So one of the one of these years – Can we get one of these into the into the works, though, for the yeah, combine but some, next year? Some, some of them, though, this is like circa 2003, and some of them you can't put out in the public in 2016. <laughs> would not be good for us. Um, let me give you some uh, – some if I, want, I want to promise here and now – and Black Tie, you have to hold DJ's feet to the fire on this. Next Combine, I, on NFL Network, when you're doing the coverage, you have to invoke, like, I think this guy's a purple number two. I think Shakira Hips. Yeah. Try to work that in into All the right. podcast. I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's pretty solid. I like that one. Okay. But, can yeah, we, unfortunately here we don't get the rights to the music, which would really help. Oh, yeah. It, but. How about that? You don't even have to say it. You just all of a sudden hear that music samba up. kind of sound or whatever that is. Um, okay. Is that what that is uh, behind that samba that she dances? I don't know. What, is, uh, what does sand mean in scouting? Sand. Give it to me in a sentence. Well, that'll give it away. He's got sand in it like he's slow feet. His feet are sluggish. Derrick Henry's 
Oh. Sandy. He's got some sand. He can really drop his weight. He's got some sand and some some anchor in there. He's got some ah. Sand. Oh, well, I'm not sand that far off. No, but you're meaning it. You're using it as a positive. So yeah. an offensive lineman's got good sand. Yeah. Good squat. I've been talking to O'Hare and Ross Tucker. I've been really trying to learn. You've been, you've been honing in a little. bit. I've been trying stuff. to learn about what makes a good offensive lineman. Those guys can assess, or at least they claim, what is a good offensive lineman in five plays. Can you okay. do that? A good offensive lineman in five plays? Can you look at tape and be like, that guy's good? Yeah, he, he keeps his arms the, in, the, he squats the, well. The, yeah, especially the elite guys. They identify themselves immediately. Really? Yeah. In five plays, you, you can, can look at tape? Bend. You can see him bend. Yeah, it have to be you know pass plays and different things that are going to show some of that ability. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. All right, I'm going to run through. I'm going to do these rapid fire. I'm going to say these. These are just different ways you can talk about somebody's speed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip through them, and then at the end, I need you to tell me your favorite one. Okay. Ready? Go ahead. Fast, slow, burst, initial burst, acceleration, second gear, short area quickness, quick twitch, long speed, top end speed, HR speed, take it the distance speed, quicker than fast, short strider, long strider, smooth strider, one speed, natural runner, catch up speed, uh, run, gets run down, caught from behind, methodical, deliberate, suddenness, separation, takeoff. I like... <laughs> Damn, Mishak is like, wait, what? I was too ma- Yeah, some of them bled into <laughs> each other, and I'm not sure where, where one ended. And we'll do this for began. competitiveness as well. I love I, – um, one of my favorite ones legitimately is because it really does uh, define the difference between good and great is suddenness. Yeah. I know what you mean by immediate, that. It's immediate speed. That's, yeah. right. That's right. I always like – sometimes I'll use analogies in my uh, reports. I think I've told this story on here before, but I actually interviewed for a job with the Patriots when I was in between. Hmm. Um, and I ended up getting offered a job with the Cardinals. Um, interview with the Patriots, nothing material was there. It was kind of one of those deals where – Who like, interviewed you? Uh, I sat in there with Nick Cesario at the time. I met with a bunch of people, never even saw Belichick. And everybody had said, normally you go through the interview with Belichick. There was a lot of concern about me having friends in the media. <laughs> that came up a bunch uh, in, the, in the interview process there. But in Baltimore – we always talked about painting a picture. You want to, you know, with your words, you want to paint a picture of the player. We'd read our whole report, and the idea was you could close your eyes and you could see that player that you were just talking about. New England is more just the facts, ma'am. I mean, as you would expect, you know, just tell me the, the facts. So I'm reading my, like, flowing report or whatever, and uh, I had said it was, I think it was Derek Anderson, who we had drafted in Baltimore, and uh, so reading a report, and it said he, he throws, he'll throw shallow crosses like he's Vladimir Guerrero. You know, and uh, and they—I don't remember who it was meeting at the time. It's like, who's Vladimir Guerrero? <laughs> no idea. And I'm like, he's a, he's a really strong arm right fielder. He's you know he's just a, he's got a huge arm, but there's no change up there. Yeah, there's no you know he doesn't have any touch. Is what I'm saying about Derek Anderson. But anyways, one of my my favorite analogies for speed is I w- I've say this in some reports with a corner that was a little bit slower. You know, against against Will Fuller in Notre Dame, it was like a, a rowboat trying to catch a speedboat. You know, it just kind of gives that image. If he doesn't have that gear, he can't get there. All right, to competitiveness. You ready? DJ, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Could you reel off a couple of those terms again just really quick? Yeah. You want me to go through yeah, the go same ahead. ones? Or you want me same to ones, same ones, same ones, yeah. Can I go speed? Like yeah, fast the speed again? ones, yeah. Okay. Fast, slow, burst, initial burst, acceleration, second gear, short area quickness, quick twitch, long speed, top end speed, HR speed, take it the distance speed, quicker than fast, short strider, long strider, smooth strider, one speed, natural runner, Catch-up speed, uh, gets run down, caught from behind, methodical, deliberate, suddenness, separation, takeoff. So my question is, could you be a good novelist and fake your way through scouting? Because that sounds like a lot of colorful ways of, you know, 
explaining speed. Yeah, well, you, you, you always want to use different words you yeah. know, when, you, when you're describing guys. You don't want to say fast, slow. I mean, you got to be able to paint the picture. Exactly. Bit. So if you were a good novelist and knew nothing about football, it's like, hey, I'm just going to come, come Yeah, here but you also have to, terms. Terms. You have to know what <laughs> you're You applied you have, them to the wrong You person. have to just know what you're looking at, though. That's a challenge. But what, that, a, what about uh, which is the one that is least essential in your book? Or give me a couple that don't matter. Or, or, or overrated, of, at least. I mean, the obvious one to me is at the Combine annually, you get the the 40-time stuff. Yeah. And specifically with running backs, I get it for wide receivers more. But with running who cares? I mean, what, Mine was what, tight what, ends, for the most part. With tight ends, with speed, I didn't get too caught up because it's a field position. Mm-hmm. A lot of option routes. It's more instincts. You know, if you looked at it historically, like Gates didn't run that fast. Witten was just okay fast. Um, even Tony Gonzalez. I mean, look at the success these guys have had late in their careers when they can't run a lick. So that, to me, 40-time with tight ends wasn't really as But bad. why would it matter with a running back? Obviously, what matters more uh, that's is another your, one. That's another one your where tight space quickness is what matters. No, and, and you could – we would always go your through – Your suddenness. Let's go back to that one. Yeah. Cross-check some of that with how many explosive runs do they have. Well, that's great. He ran 4-3. At the combine, he only had three runs over 20 yards this year. I mean, he, he ran in the back of your offensive lineman at, at, at fast pace. It doesn't help anybody. I, I mean, it's a, it's my favorite. I mean, how many times, the question is, how many times when you think back to last uh, NFL season, do you remember a running back getting through the uh, the last level of the defense and then guys chase it? I mean, what, I mean, yeah. you can remember a couple, Eric Dickerson getting chased da- down by Daryl Green, but those uh, those. You know, there are guys, though. There are guys. I mean, there there's value in saying that he has that HR speed, that home run speed, because in scouting, a lot of times we just use a baseball analogy. Say he's a doubles hitter, he's, he can get you some doubles and triples, but he's not going to. He can get you 30, 40. He's going to peak. He's going to pop out right there. You get Jamal Charles; those are 70, 80, 90 yard touchdown runs. Where for somebody else, you know, at Frank Gore at this point in time, that's a 40 yard run. It's great. We'll take it, but it does not have that elite top gear. I have a couple random questions for you. You mentioned the Ravens, but quickly, Zeke Elliott is a guy everybody's talking about, a home run hitter and all that, people projecting big stuff for him, a guy who can run away from the defense. Um, can he pass protect? He's because great. He's He great is good in pass protect. He's, he's one of the best I've seen in the last decade. Is that true? Yeah. Coming out of college. He's great. Well, I mean, they, a lot they, of it. A lot of it in college. First of all, they aren't asked to do it very much. He, he, he was, and he did a good job with it. You've got to be able to identify – where you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to block. He does great with that. you got to be able to square them up. And I talk about having sand. You know, as a running back, a lot of times that's something they don't have. You'll see him go low, cut people. He can do that some. But he'll stay on his feet. He'll chest guys up, and he can actually drop his weight and and, uh, and get the job done. So he's way ahead of the curve. Now, that's going to be still an adjustment at the NFL level. Things are more complicated. You're going to be trying to block better players. But from where most guys are coming out of college, he's far advanced. I mean, to me, that's the only – question I would have about that. That's guy. what keeps you off the field as a rookie running right. back in passing situations. They, they, they People who love games. fantasy, casual football fans fail to grasp that I think is a, is a fundamental skill that you must have. And people ask, why does he get taken off the field? That's why. Because he can't. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew will tell you mm-hmm. a lot of guys can run. Most anybody who's called a running back in the NFL can run efficiently. But the guy, the reason guys don't stay on the field is their inability. And well, think about it. They've been doing that since they were five years old. Most of the time, they haven't been able they had to block a soul. Yeah. And in the college game now, really what they're doing is they're just releasing the backs. So why, why would I ask him to block this defensive end when I can just release him into the pattern and ask some linebacker to cover him? Hmm. So you don't see him stay in and block very much in college. But, um, yeah, he, he's going to be a really, really good player. You want to roll through competitiveness real sure. quick? Sure. 
All right, give me your favorite term after I roll through these. And then uh, I've got another thing here. I want to hit you up on a debate here. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Tough, mean, high motor, aggressive, hustles, plays to the whistle, finish all out, balls out, high tempo, work ethic, leader, takes plays off, dog, soft, up and down, inconsistent, flash, sporadic, overachiever, underachiever, loves to play, plays hurt, willing, winner type, gives chase, pursues, second effort, sideline to sideline, warrior, temperament, contact hitter, nasty, tenacious, mental toughness, desire, urgency, take charge, coach killer, laid back, bland, passive, card carrying, coward, old school, Throwback, pile inspector, pretender, fraud, fake tough. Wow, there are many to choose from there. <laughs> but the consistent thing, fake tough is pretty good. I, there, there are variations on that one. But, you know, what I've learned from talking to players is, is that that is a major thing that a lot of guys do, in fact. You always say, you know, fans say, people like me say, I'd love to be Chaz Whitehurst. You yeah. know, just be a holding the clipboard. I wouldn't want to play. And people say, well, yeah, there are guys in the league that actually don't mind collecting the paycheck. They don't want the contact. And, right, the fake tough and all that kind of stuff. Guys have mysterious ailments when they have a an unfavorable matchup on a given Sunday. Yeah. I think a fake tough, too, is just like, you know, you're a, you're a linebacker and the play's over and you just – ear hole receiver at the end of the play yeah right next play bully yeah the next the next play the the guards coming up to block you and you will lay the block and get out of the way you don't want part of it take yeah yeah fake tough exactly yeah yeah take basically take on someone your own size why don't you check who you got as fake tough plays in the nfl today Ooh. Oh, because we can run through some names oh boy what you think yeah give me one no no you did that's on give me one i don't know uh jimmy graham I, I, it's funny you say that. It's the first name to pop into, <laughs> into my head, but I don't know if anybody would de- describe yeah, does he him. Pretend that way. to be tough. I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he. Well, Sully brought up the guy. point. Sully behind the glass brought up the point when uh, last season he had got into a scuffle. A couple seasons ago, got into a scuffle with the uh, Seahawks guys. Actually, now he's a Seahawk, but uh, that could be something. JJ Watt. People say, hey, I think he's legitimately tough. I, I think his personality maybe not be for everybody, but I don't question his toughness. Yeah, I agree with DJ on that one. Um, somebody just flashed through my head. Who am I thinking of here? Oh, I'll tell you one who people sort of knock is uh, Oh, Big Ben. How about Big Ben? Yeah, and all big, his uh yeah, he's they're, they're, all oh, his, actually, actually yeah, he's really fake tough. Actually there are there are people I would not use that term. He milks I, his I injuries, would say the, the the drama queen line exactly. gets, gets applied to he him. He milks those injuries, bro. Around around oh, the yeah. league. Oh no yeah. Question. No, Steelers uh, joke that he John Wayne's it. The the local media certainly jokes that he John Wayne's I can't go. I'm not willing to go. Bring the card out here. Bring the card out here. Hey, wait. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to go. Yeah, he's going to go. He's he's going to try. Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. The, the guy, yeah, exactly. That maybe that's a good one. There, add that to the list. He's Larusa's it. Yeah, Larusa's <laughs> that's it. a good one. I, I'm taking know. out. I'm taking out tree burner. Okay, good. And I'm going to yeah, put that was in Larusso. All right, yeah. Add Larusso. Um, I'll tell you who gets charged with that. I don't know if it's fair or not, but Clay Matthews, fake tough. Big tough guy loves the you know the the, the water the, bottle, the Thor hair, and the jacked up muscles and everything, but doesn't necessarily love mixing it up with guys his own size. Fair or no? Interesting. No, I, I think there's I think there's probably better examples out there of guys that are kind of just puffed up, guys that are kind of you know puffed up physically but don't play to their size name at one. all. Why don't you name I, one? I don't know, for I'm us. trying to think of one. Um, yeah, I have to think about that for a little bit. Who's the biggest disappointment based on this side of Trent Richardson, based on what you saw 
this guy can't miss, who's been the biggest disappointment to you in the last, say, three drafts? And say a guy that can't miss. Is there one that it's you hard. There's not. Move? There's not many that are in that can't miss category, you know, because there was always questions about him. You know, there was, okay, like Clowney, we'll see how he does. I thought he was fantastic. I mean, I put a huge grade on him. But there was always the little bit of a, okay, there is some concern. You know, it's not like it's – like Aaron Curry to me it still goes down as my biggest one where you're like, this guy might not ever be a Hall of Famer, but he's going to start for 10 years and he's going to be, you know, rock solid. And he was out of the league in, what, three or four years. And is that a matter of will? Is that what it comes down Some, to? A lot of times, and I don't know this his specific situation. I wasn't around him there. But when I self-evaluate and go back and I talk to people that are with the teams on guys that I've missed, it's not it's – not, I wouldn't say it's 100%, but I'd say usually 75 80% of the guys that you miss on, it's because they don't like football. Yeah, well, that's it's funny because I was trying to come up with a phrase for a guy who gets paid or might have a good season, something about a mirage effect. And Eddie Lacy seems to be the – the prime figure who contract might be player. that this year. He's a contract player. Oh, that, yeah. so we already have a name for that. Yeah, we we should much. come up with a different one then. We should okay. come up with something jazzy there. In the meantime, before we get to your debate, the thing that I am fascinated by, and you worked in the with two teams in the AFC North, there are many divisions that are fascinating to try and rank one, two, three, four at this time of the year. But the three teams eligible probably to win the that division this year, Pittsburgh, um, Cincy and Baltimore have all had a lot more bad news than good this year or this off season. Mm-hmm. It almost feels to me like Pittsburgh has to be the team that you, you you pick there. Who finishes ahead of whom? Baltimore and Cincinnati. Forget Pittsburgh. Leave them out of the equation. Just those two. Uh, teams. Cincinnati to me is ahead of Baltimore. I think so. I think personally, I think Cincinnati's ahead of Pittsburgh. Do you really? Yeah. I, 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 if I were a Cincy fan, I'd be concerned about the absence of Hugh and the absence of Tyler. First of all, Eifert, first of all, I hope, I hope his, I, most of his career. I will say this: like in, you talk to people around the league, and there's a lot of people that we know, and the, the the evidence of what he's done in Cincinnati, and had a very respectable year there in Oakland. I have never, I cannot remember a time like I talk to people, buddies around the league, and they're like, "Hey, you guys." Uh, I mean, did Hugh Jackson walk on water? I agree. Did I miss? With you. Did I miss these five Super Bowls? Is this Super Mike Bowls Silver? Teams? Is this the Mike Silver? I don't effect? No, Does he I, have that no, much juice. No, it's to not just him. You? There's a lot of there's a lot of people. I hear and you, I just man. Keep, and I just keep. It's like it's way over the top. And I think he's a good football coach. And I don't know him personally, but I've heard you know the players that play for him, they love him. But I'm just like this. This is not a situation like to go back to college where all of a sudden you just got Nick Saban who you know was at LSU. Now you're Alabama and like okay, now all these championships are coming. We got Nick Saban. Like what am I missing here? Because even you just you just the way you just said it. I don't know the Cincinnati Bengals can they I'm win a game without Hugh Jackson? They've got Pro Bowl players littered all over their roster, but Hugh Jackson's gone, so they're gonna suck. This I've year. also, but I also call some of his decisions now in personnel in this off season. I refer to it as hubris, things that uh, with the e included in the word because it's uh, it's curious. First of all, Cody Kessler, he was on no one's radar, but somehow Hugh knew that this was – and then RG3, the other one, you know, basically talking about walking on water. He made it – he described it essentially that way. That's the other thing. I'm just supposed to just forget what I've seen over the last couple years of just how awful 
RG3 was on a football field. And this is not personality conflicts with head coaches. This is watching him play on the field and not be able to work through progression, get sacked a zillion times, and all of a sudden Kirk Cousins comes in there. He's not getting sacked anymore because he knows where to go with the football and he's getting the ball out of his hand. But I'm just supposed to wipe all that away because now Hugh's going to magically solve all these problems. And he's throwing to Terrell Pryor. And, you know, I mean, I'm like, I'm skeptical. what am I missing here? I'm skeptical of what he's going to do up there, but the numbers are hard to debate. Although Jay Gruden had some success with Andy Dalton, too. But I think, the, you know, to me, I'm so a, wait a, second. So a, I'm young, a, a young a young, a young quarterback, A young quarterback has gotten better. That's like some new breaking news. Boy, that's, that like, that's a pretty interesting you know. way to put it. I would say Andy Dalton, though, to me, is a Krispy Kreme. Um, because you know what's he, around him, perfect temperature. Well, you know, people love to say if you don't have a Photoshop of Andy Dalton with a hot donut sign, I try to, I try not to jive, even if it is a knock against me and my ability to evaluate who, how good an offensive line is, is predicated by what you see at the end of the day. Boy, they really, you could see the shift in the line all day. They really pushed them back a little bit and the lack of sacks and the clean pocket and all that is basically my me- my measure of how good an offensive line is. So I would, I, I bottom line is I leave that to the likes of you and to offensive linemen like Sean O'Hara and uh, Baldy and the rest. But it seems to me that Cincy, everybody talks about Dallas's great offensive line. Isn't Cincy's like in the that's top a, that, two or that's three? That's why I'm just going back to you saying that Pittsburgh's automatically number one here. And I'm looking, okay, this offensive line's one of the best offensive lines in football. If Eifert comes back healthy, you've got a top Big if. You've got a top, but you've got a top three tight end. I mean, I know for a fact that Martavis Bryant ain't playing this year. I know, if, you know, it looks as though Lev Bell ain't playing for four games. Is Sammy Coates good? You've got. No, no. You don't uh, think he's good? Why? Uh, because he drops catch. It? Uh, you've got AJ Green. Why did he go around higher than Martavis Bryant then? Why is Martavis Bryant not playing this year? So it was known Come in on. the community. Yes. All right. Well, I don't know what the, I don't Martavis know. What know Martavis Bryant. Martavis ago. Bryant's red flags were very, very well. Known. But at the time, the red flag was that he had the dropsies. I don't. I don't. You know that that was the thing. Was it wasn't necessarily that he was a. Uh, there were there were concerns. With is that him. right? Yes. Okay, but Sammy Coates is just a he can't. Catch Sammy the Coates ball is a big, fast dude that's going to make some wild plays, and he's going to have some awful drops. He's going to have some awful drops. I you know listen already. Senquez Golson, yeah. So in other words, Martavis Bryant had a tree burner, but we've already uh, a tree burner. That's already been nixed. I've right, already we already got rid of that. Cross one. that one yeah, out. That's all. Um, I, I, you know, listen. I can certainly see Cincy winning the division, but I, I legitimately would be concerned as a Cincy fan about Andy Dalton because. I, I don't you, you know it's easy to laugh and oh who cares about that post game again after the Texans game when JJ Watt called him a BB gun I don't think that kind of reaction is something to be sloughed off mm-hmm. that means that he you can get in his head that's what he exposed is that he's worried about the perception of things that's I, all human beings Tony Romo Peyton Manning on down all care what people say no matter how much you hear they don't hear that noise Andy Dalton that got to him. And that was a weird thing to have get to you. And now there's going to be, if he struggles at all anywhere, you know the Bengals fans are going to be, hey, what about A.J. McCarron? You've been driving the McCarron bus for a while too, though. And and did we not see that McCarron can get by? You can get by with McCarron just as well as Andy Dalton? You did a nice job. But my, here's my question for you. how What are you going to do when Tyler Boyd catches a winning touchdown against the Steelers? 
because it's like two loves of yours, mm-hmm. you know, combining there. And I almost think as great as your passion is for the Pittsburgh Steelers, as much as you love Tyler Boyd throughout the whole draft process, I think that there'll be some con- some inner conflict there that you you now, might have half of a smile. No, no, I'll be resentful of the Pitt football program. It will add to my my uh, ongoing resentment, as I've said to you before, and I say again now. Is there any program in America that has yielded more, not just NFL talent, but high-end NFL talent, and still struggles to go 7-5 and five every year than, than Pitt football over the last dozen years? Larry Fitzgerald, Shady McCoy, Darrell Revis, uh, Aaron Donald. I mean, how many, how many guys can they put in that are the best of their position or among the best in their position, and yet this is a bum team that, uh, that can't beat Temple? That's a legitimate argument. Uh, it used to be, well, I mean, there was a year, a couple years ago, I guess it was two years ago, Miami had like five or six guys drafted in the first couple rounds, and they were terrible. And I, all of them that came rolling through here, I'd be like, how do you guys not win any games? All, all these dudes. It was like it's per- mysteri- Perryman, Dorsett. Um, right. There was a bunch of them. The tackle that went to the Giants. Um, they, they had all kinds of guys. And no wins to show for it. You know who's you know where that is what the the one conference I'm glad you brought that up it's the ACC. The ACC is plagued by this. Look at how many guys UNC good football players Eric, including Eric, Julius Eric Flowers who I was thinking of by the way. Ah, yeah. Um but yeah, look at look up UNC with the the high end guys they have in the NFL. Another We used to always say it, we used to always say it about Georgia too. Is Georgia Yeah, nobody, oh, there they nobody go. looks better getting off the bus and nobody produces more NFL talent and nobody does less with it. I want to talk. Georgia. We we need to do a college football special. We'll get there. We'll get there. We Let, let's do it before the season. Let's make let's agree here and now that we will do a cross podcast show. Bucky, you Let's get money, and that's oh, yeah. the group. There's your group right there. Well, Kib, it's about college football to beat the band. And no, we're not going to talk about the vol. I love how it's like three college football Sully. experts in Damashek. I what am I? I, I don't, what do we, I'm not an expert to you. What do you mean expert? <laughs> expert. How about this? I watch all the games for the last forty years. Works for me. All right, Dave. This debate, real quick, because we don't oh, have hardly any time. Challenge I'm, I'm me. Doing, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing your pod today. I know. It's a, it's a home Double and dose. home series. And we're going to get around the NFL's uh, rap muse, Mark Sessler, to join us on the deep. Uh, at least oh, it's Sessler. If it was any of the other guys, I would have. You'd walk. I would have walked. Oh, Sheck, is that what you meant by a three-part co- crossover? Yeah. Oh, because I thought you meant, you know, make it, take it, recorded a pod last night as well. Ah. Uh, never, never mind. Never mind. Kind of a four-way podcast there. Yeah. Is Dan Hanzoos an Aquaman? <laughs> Does he Ooh, need he kinda, Sessler yeah, and all those guys kind of make him? Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, more along the lines of how you were saying he commands other people to do all of his work. That's a good way he to does fit into it. that. Yeah, he is an Aquaman. Hey, you know, hey, you know, what would be great is if we had some really hardcore X and O analysis of why the Texans are going to be really good on offense this year. Hey, Chris Wessling, why don't you do something about that? You know what? Right. All my last Hansus point here, and then we'll get to this debate real quick. <laughs> Hansus kind of reminds me of that guy who wants you to think that he didn't try very hard with his look. (laughs) But in in all reality, that was like an hour's worth of work put into that. I often say it's a fascinating thing, and not just for Hansus, but he's a good example of that. I think it's great when you consider, when you see the people out on the street, at work, wherever, that everybody – before they walked out the door, looked in a mirror and said, like, yep, this is what the world gets today, and yep. they're cool with it, and they walk out the door. 
That's weird. Hanzo's, yeah. He, how, I mean, if that's he has, gotta be I would good, say minimum. I will say minimum three hair products. I was just gonna minimum. say, what do you think the process is? How much mousse and I think blow dryer well, no, I, I think does Hanzo's need? I think there's a. I think well, if you're gonna count the blow dryer for sure, you got the you've got the blow dryer. You've got. Uh, I'm gonna say some some gel like stuff and then some hairspray. So oh, to for hold sure, it. for sure, that's a three parter right there. And he's the kind of guy that will go buy the kind of worn down T-shirt or whatever, but it actually costs like fifty bucks. <laughs> Guys, we have an insider for the uh, Hansus here. Yeah. Oh, hey, Sessler! So he's about to jump on and let us know. Yeah, he can jump on there. <laughs> Mark, I, I don't know how much you've heard, but what was discussed was how the fact we're doing a crossover today. Sure. Now on on Sheck's pod, it's going to be both of us joining Sheck, and I said. Sessler is the only one of the group that I would agree to go on with. Any of the other guys, I'm walking. And then we kind of got into this discussion about how Dan is somebody who wants you to think he didn't really try, but in, in reality, it was a lot of effort that went into that look. Well, the, are fir- we wrong? the first point you are right about, I think you and I would be the only feasible match from that group mm-hmm. on any <laughs> any sort of production. Uh, I'm not going to touch on the Dan uh, side, but I, I will tell you I know exactly what he puts in his hair. What is it? It is Redkin gel. In fact, to the point where he uh, hit up Redkin on Twitter and they sent him like a large box of it. And we all thought, you know, outside of Wes, hey, give us some. And no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't share any with us. He ordered it. And he actually keeps a tub of Redkin gel in the NFL Now studio hidden under a couch like Katie Couric used to do with a brush. Oh, that's the, the tremendous. The best part about this story is that I have to do NFL Now today. And that will not be there as of tomorrow. Go find that thing. I yeah. love it. That's terrific. That's, that's good. That's a good scoop right there. <laughs> all right, Sessler, sa- save all your good stuff for Sheck. We got that coming up. All right, real quick, Dave, because we're out of time. Just give me a yes or, or give me uh, give me your answer here. More likely Hall of Famer, Julius Peppers or Clay Matthews? Well, I mean, obviously Julius Peppers has the few extra years, but looking at, uh, you know, the, the number one category. All-star obviously with sacks. Is sacks, yes. And uh, Julius Peppers succeeded at a higher rate at this point in Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years into his career. Four times he's uh, hit double-digit sacks. Um, by his seventh year, Peppers had done it one more time. And then, you know, the high-end mark for him, 14 and a half, 13. That's the, those, those sack totals are no jive. Clay Matthews, of course, hurt by the fact that they moved him inside, which yeah. I think, in a way, if you're a Hall of Fame voter, will get more him you can points, do. Yeah, right? more you can do. That, that he was able to do that, although those defenses weren't especially great. Although 2015 Packers defense, a little bit underrated, I think. Right now, it's Julius Peppers. Um as we look back at the uh, at the core, it, but, you know, Peppers, the moving around when you're in the middle of your career, I think, hurts your ability to conjure images, of moments, iconic moments of a guy's career. Because, but if you hearken back, when you sit down and look back and you think about him with the Carolina Panthers and how dominant he was early on in his career, I think it's Peppers. On the other hand, though, can't we say that both these guys are really if the, if Clay kind of keeps this up that they're both destined for the Hall of Fame? Uh, no, yeah. I think if, if Clay's got to put a lot more seasons together like Peppers did. Peppers, 11 interceptions, a bunch of block kicks. He's, I, I'd go Peppers right now, Dave. I think uh, Clay's got a shot down the line. They both could end up in. Is, there, is uh, Andrew Luck going to go to the Hall of Fame? 
long way to go. I know it's a long way to go, but Aaron Rodgers is a lock. You wanted to talk Hall of Fame game. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is a lock. Vinatieri is a lock in that game. And then I would say that Luck has the ability to get there. He's going. Is Frank Gore going to the Hall no, of Fame? No. Frank Gore is not going to the I Hall. I don't think so. Hmm. Terrell Davis isn't in the Hall of Fame yet. This is a whole nother discussion. We're trying to close it up here. Black ties behind the glass, freaking out that we got to do this video right now. So I guess we got to shut it down. All right. That's all right. We'll have more talk on your pod. I look forward to it. By the way. Thank you, uh, even though we didn't ask for permission, for letting us use the Jenga. I know. I said the black tie. What gives black tie with the Jenga piece thing? And I, you don't invite Damashek on, and then the next day I get invited on this show, and I said, well, now I feel like a heel because I complain to you. I just want to explain it real quick so you can think even higher of, of Bucky. So I've told you in the past because I've discussed the Jenga thing with you. We used to do that in training camp. We talk about and we'd say who could you take out? We didn't call it the Jenga thing. So I told Bucky, I said we're in training camp, so that kind of came back to me. I said let's do that, and he goes, oh yeah, like Dave's Jenga thing. I said you know what? We need to make sure that we reference this is Dave's idea. We're not you know we're we're, we're it's a form of flattery that Bucky we're is classy. Thing. Bucky was not going to let us go on air and hijack your your bit there. So he's a good. Well, man. I'll say this about the Move the Sticks podcast: Bucky Brooks equals class. And that's go. all I have to say about the show. And that's what good. a pleasure. What that's a pleasure, good. Daniel Jeremiah. Finally, after years, years away from each other's shows, you used to always be on DDFP. Yeah. Do you, by the way, you do you like my studio? A little bit nicer than your studio in here. We'll call it Studio <laughs> this, 66. This we'll be back. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.